Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. And welcome into this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo Gibbe on board here as we kick things off on this special edition. It's I'll tell you, one of the coolest things about being back in the facility this year, post-pandemic, has been the ability to get our guys in studio with us. This was one of the hallmarks of this show uh, in the in the early years and, and up until the pandemic. Um, there's so many benefits to it, not only just the ability to be able to talk to these guys, but to be able to get to know them on a much grander scale. And we have, were able to do that again this year. And the guys that you're going to hear from today on the show are some of the best. Uh, John Johnson III stepping by the studio. You'll hear that interview with John Johnson coming up uh, in, in just a couple of minutes. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who that was a really fun conversation where he touched on a lot of things from the goaded stuff from with my kids and their clothes. Uh, we got into that a little bit. The Chiefs, a guy we've known forever, and 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 to have him on again was great. Jeremiah Wusukoromo, we caught up with him out at the golf outing. Uh, Denzel Ward, after signing the big contract, you'll hear that one as well. And there's a guy who, I mean, Sione we came full circle with. He was one of the last guys we talked to um, in b- before pandemic coming in, and then we're able to talk to him back in studio coming out of it. And then I really enjoyed the conversation I had with Anthony Schwartz. That was a very, very good one as well. So you will hear those interviews over the course of the next couple of hours to start to get you set for the season, for training camp. Uh, we think you're going to enjoy all of this stuff, and we appreciate you listening to this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. It will commence after this quick timeout. You're listening to CBD on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. And we think about this defense and how good it can be, how good it became over the second half of last year. Well, remember, the big offseason signing was John Johnson III. The safety formerly of the Rams comes to the Browns. And over the second half of the year, as Grant Delpit got more comfortable, J.J. 3 got to move close to the line of scrimmage. Remember that Cincinnati game? All over the place, getting his hands on the football, generating turnovers. And he is so much more comfortable now in this second season, in this system. And, you know, he when you went out at OTAs, you're out at minicamp, you're going to see a training camp. The back end of this defense is absolutely phenomenal. The corners, the safeties, they're all back. And John Johnson is fired up about it. Got a chance to catch up with him back on May the 3rd about his career, about this team, about this defense, and how good it can be under defensive coordinator Joe Woods. Have a listen. A true luminary in the building with us right now, the great John Johnson III joining Big us L. here in studio. Hey, before we get into all the football fun, uh, we were having a conversation before you hopped on with us. Uh, the kids are into the Fortnite. Our children are. And they're using this derogatory phrase called your dog water, they're saying. That's what they say when they say, oh, yeah, your dog water. You stink, your dog water. So we were, under the in, we were under the impression that it was like the bowl that the dog, you know, slobbers out of and right. misses his mouth and yet drinks out of. I feel like you're, that was a little leap. <laughs> or, no, just let me. Just let me finish. I'm going to do it an equal service. Or the disgusting water left over from cooking hot dogs like in a stand. Mm. So that water that those dogs sit in and boil and keep warm in, of those two waters, both of which we can acknowledge are bad. Disgusting. Which one is worse to you? Uh, When you said the first option, I was thinking, you know, we're the dogs. We drink top-of-the-line water. That's right. 
So even the residue or the leftover water is still somewhat good, but hot hot dog. I wasn't thinking hot dog water. So I I think I'd much rather be uh, the the first option. You're going with the dog the water. First dog water. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm if I'm playing Fortnite and I'm winning. The other people are hot dog water for sure. Yeah, that's dog water. That's right. I, I was there not thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Gross. It's all gross. Agreed. It's all gross. gross. Nothing gross about uh, you guys getting all back together. What's it like seeing everybody back around here? You've been here a lot, mm -hmm. but some others coming to join you now and seeing everybody back around the building. I think that's the best part of it. Like, not even just football. I think just being around the guys. Um, haven't seen these guys in a while. Everyone, you know, goes on their own vacation and stuff like that. And just, you know, start from scratch, install number one, you know, basic cover three stuff. You know, it's – it's not really about football so much. It's just reviewing. But I think, like I said, you know, being in the locker room now, COVID's over. We actually – everyone is in the locker room now. So just being around the guys in the um, field house playing basketball, you know, just being around each other is great. And there are a lot of guys back on the back end of this defense. Now, Troy was just, just traded the other day, so that takes one off. But for the most part, you know, four of the top five corners from a year ago in terms of snaps played, the top three safeties from a year ago in terms of snap played, all back. And you guys really it seemed like started to click in the second half of that season. So how nice is it to get to, for in large part, not completely, but in large part, run it back with the same guys? Yep, it's a beautiful thing. You know, in this league, it's so many moving pieces. You know, a guy can be here for a couple of weeks, then gone, you know, be here for a training camp, ends up, you know, getting a better chance at playing uh, somewhere else. So just having those core group of guys um, all coming back, you know, we all wanted Denzel to get his payday. He got that. So it's kind of like we're checking off the boxes heading into the season. And, uh, you know, our core group of defensive backs and uh, back seven, you know, as a whole, yeah, sure. we, got a, we got a lot of guys coming back. And I think, you know, that continuity, that chemistry, it'll, it'll pay off on the field this year. When did it click? Like, was there a game? Because it, certainly the second half of the season, you guys really came on. Was there a game, John, where you look back and go, okay, now we got it sorted out? Because you guys were all learning a new system, a lot of new faces, everybody kind of finding their way. But there there was a moment it clicked. Do you remember when that was? Was there a time for you? I, I, I can remember um, that Chicago game. It was early on in the year. Uh, that's when, like, we had, like, a bunch of flashes mm -hmm. of, you know, dominance and greatness. Um, but I would say, just listening to you talk, you know, that – Ravens game kind of jumped out to me. Uh, was it Monday Su night? Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday night um, yeah. You know, at their place. Four picks. We had four picks. And, you know, guys were just doing their job, flying around, making plays on the biggest stage. And, um, you know, that was a little later in the season. But, you know, just that point in time, we were like, okay, you know, we're a good secondary at least, you know, when that ball's in the air. Against a good opponent. Mm -hmm. You know, Lamar Jackson is a great, you know, division rival. And um, we definitely went out there and pitched like a great game. Didn't win, but, you know, just on defense, it was like, whoa, we could really play. So I think that was a big moment for yeah. us. Yeah, I'd say that one and also Cincinnati as well. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I noticed and as the season progressed, you did a lot more of what you did in L.A. and they started to move you down closer and play some of that dime spot, get you closer to the line of scrimmage, closer to the ball as they became comfortable with Grant getting on the back end. How much did you like that? Because it felt to me like that was a big part, honestly, of this defense taking a jump. And I remember Cincinnati was the first game where I think you played like 20 snaps closer and you had what an interception, you all had a fumble recovery, you got another tip that led to an interception. Mm -hmm. What was was that kind of something that you wanted to do and how did that come together and do you think that that did have a big impact? Uh I, I think so. I think just presenting, you know, offenses with like different pictures, you know, different guys moving around. You don't want to just give them the same, okay, Ronnie's down, so they must be running this. Um uh, just anytime guys are moving around playing different spots, like you know, it creates a, a challenge for the offense and um you know, just for me personally, just like you said, playing in L.A., I moved around a lot, like whether it was different positions or just lining up in different places. And I think that's where I, I get like, you know, if I, if I just sit back in the post, I feel like it get like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just redundant or like uh -huh. monotonous. You know, it's Stale. just like doing the same thing over yep. and over. So just moving around, having different, you know, 
responsibilities, you know, different pictures to see helps me out, you know, just to stay in tune with the game. So I just I think it did help a little bit, but you know, moving forward, we'll see. We got a lot of guys coming back. We lost a guy, so hey, I might be playing a little nickel this year. Who knows? Okay, you know, All right. we know. saw that in LA too. You're yep. quite good at it. Mm -hmm. The the one weapon you guys have is a defense now because so much of the game is legislated to promote offensive football is the weapon of confusion. Mm -hmm. And one thing, and I think we talked about this a lot last year, I think even the number change allowing like linebackers right. to wear 26 or 28, mm -hmm. like that adds to it. You guys have a lot of guys who are the same body type. You have a lot of guys who can run and fly. That confusion, I would think, would play big into your guys' hands, and I'm assuming it's something that you'll play into even more now that we have more continuity in the system. Right. Like you said, um, we, I think that we had a good amount of six DBs on the field last year. Um, so that's always good. Like you said, similar body types, different numbers, mm -hmm. uh, just different guys lined up. Like I said earlier, you don't want to say, oh, 43 is here. They're running this. You know, they watch film too. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you said, that confusion. And, and that's really what we have. You know, we have to, we have to be reactive. We can't, you know, set the tone. We had to act accordingly of what the offense gives us. So definitely adding that little element of when the ball snap, they get a different picture every time definitely helps out. How much more just comfortable do you feel like sitting here today than you did a year ago at this time when you were going someplace incredibly successful, great defense? You guys ended up having a great defense here, but for you it was a new system and new responsibilities. As you mentioned, you weren't moving around as much earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, how much more comfortable do you feel in this defense now today? Oh, it's it's like night and day. I mean, just going out there on the field for like phase two ac activities. You know, everyone just it's like. It's like riding a bike. It's just so simple, so easy now. And um, like I said, it's night and day. I got a house out here now. So, yeah. I mean, nice. Yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm, I, this is home. You know, I'm going to try to make it home for a long time, hopefully. Yes. But um, it's def way different. I didn't know how hard it was going to be to make that transition until I actually did it. You know, even just the building, different colors, you know, different faces. Um, no orange rooms down yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, LA. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I didn't know how difficult it was going to be. But from week one last year to now, it's night and day. And I just – I want to just keep building on it, keep getting better at it. And another guy that's probably feels like it's night and day is your running buddy back there, Grant Delpit. I mean, last year was in essence his rookie season. Mm -hmm. He didn't get to play the first year, missed the whole year. How's it being back with him and kind of your guys' chemistry? And are you seeing that he's, you know, ready to take a big leap now he's got a year under his belt? Oh, absolutely. And I, I like to add on to that. You know, we didn't really – we hung out last year, but it wasn't like how it is now. Like, it's kind of like it's natural. Like, we're supposed to be hanging out, not like – we're teammates, and we have to hang out. It's not really like that. It's kind of like we're similar. We know each other now. <clears throat> Ronnie as well, Richard, everybody. It's like it's so natural now just understanding each other and how we play and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a phenomenal year. Like you said, last year's his rookie year. It was a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty yeah. good first year in the league. And um, in limited time, you know, he – when he was called on to step up, you know, he stepped in and nothing changed. You know, the defense didn't have to change for him. And, like, we got three safeties out there, you know, put Ronnie at, like, that nickel spot. So, it was it was awesome having him out there. But I think he's going to take off. You know, as you're talk, as you're saying that about, you know, with uh, with Delpit, I'm thinking, you know, you, you think about how hard that must have been. You Not only are you coming to New City, New Faces, New all of that, but you're in a COVID restriction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. can't you can't hang out. You can't hang out. You can't be – I mean, just even coming up here, you couldn't do. For, for those listening or watching on the stream, like there used to be a wall there. Mm -hmm. This is your first wall time there. here, right? I don't come upstairs often. Right. I don't think I've been on this side of the building upstairs. So, yeah, I think this is my first time. It's crazy. So, you guys used to all the time. Like yeah. We would see players walk by all the time, mm -hmm. like – 
pre-COVID, like this was kind of the epicenter. Guys would come through here, he'd go back and meet, so forth. Right. Um, so now to be able to to be able to have a a free building to be able to to get, I mean, it's got to be an incredible difference. It is, and like I said, like just having you know everybody in that locker room was the biggest thing. I came back because last year it was like I had three, four lockers just because so we could be spaced out. Now sure. I have, you know, my single locker, and there's a guy literally right next to me, <laughs> yeah. like not even a foot <laughs> like, away. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's a lot different. Uh, but I think it's better like this. This is football. This is a team sport, you know, the greatest team sport there is, and this is what you need to do, like, in the building. The guys that you're here with, what, six days out of the week, it's, it's good for bonding and chemistry. So I think it's going to be great for us. You probably even get to spend more time with like the coaches and just everybody getting to know each other. And your coaches are two of our favorites, yeah. in Mr. Jeff Howard and Brandon Lynch, two of them I think best guys in the building. So is that kind of that from that camaraderie, that chemistry standpoint? It's going to be more fun this year, right? Absolutely. Uh, another thing, no mask. You know, you yeah. can see guys' faces. Yeah. You can hear them talking. You can see expressions, stuff like that. I mean, I know you know the vaccination stuff. We kind of dropped the mask a little bit, but. Just being free, not having to worry about that stuff is, is awesome. And like you said, Coach Howard and Coach Lynch, you know, they got kids, they got families and stuff. And, you know, with, with everything dying down, maybe we could do a little bit off the field, you know, get together and stuff like that. So it'll be great. And it's, it's back to football. It feels uh, like real now. What is it? What has it been like to, you know, as, as you see the offseason moves, Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, seeing them around the building. We've, we've had Amari in here and uh, Deshaun, we see him around the building. Uh, just seeing what has happened to, to transform this offense heading into next year. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, anytime you get, like, guys that have had success in this league, um, like big success, you know, big payday guys, like guys that earned it, like guys that put the work in, played on good teams, um, good offenses. I've played against, you know, Amari a few times, so I know what he can do. But it's just it's anytime you're making moves to become better, you know, that's the goal. Like, you want to be 1% better every day, and we definitely got better with our new additions. Yeah. When you have a change in the quarterback room, that changes really the whole organization, right? Because mm -hmm. that person, because of just the nature of the position they play, becomes very much the leader. Mm -hmm. What's kind of your impressions of Deshaun in that capacity with our regard to even what he can do on the field? Oh, yeah. He, he comes off as, you know, like a good leader. Um, I wouldn't say he's quiet, but I would say, like, he's when he speaks, like, you know, people listen. Um, and, you know, he just comes off. Obviously, his, you know, like his resume on the field, he's done the work. He's put up the numbers, been that guy. But I think, you know, just us embracing him, you know, being the people around him to make his job easier. You know, we talked about coming into a new system, coming into a new organization. And, you know, as a quarterback, like you said, you're kind of the face of the organization. So I think it's our responsibility, even on defense, you know, to make his job easier and um, go out there and compete every week. But I, I think the sky's the limit with him. Nathan and I are always interested. I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, you mentioned play basketball. <laughs> Who's got game? Uh, I, no. We have to see. You know, we've just been shooting, you know, on the court in the field house. And it's, it's not level. You're a little higher on not the level. left than the right. Can't really oh, okay. Yeah. You can't really bounce the ball. So, like, five on five, full court, I'm not sure. Okay. But. Who's got a little stroke? Surprisingly, I just found out today, Willie Harvey. Shooting from from distance, in, like, like Steph Curry, like Steph Curry, not missing. Willie, not Harvey. missing. I would Willie not have that on hey, the list. What? I'm telling you, we yeah. in, we're in the field house today. He's not missing. It's on okay. camera. I'm sure the, the footage will leak sometimes. It's so get out get there. Okay. It's on camera. All right. So so be on the lookout for it. Uh, Richard LeCount, he can shoot a little bit. You can pull up his high school highlight tape. He was pretty good. But, I bet he has. I bet he's the best talker on the on the basketball. Oh yeah, court. he got so many little sayings. <laughs> Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Look, you got Like you know, what I'm saying? you got to listen to. Hold on. <laughs> Ain't no fun tremendous. when the rabbit got the gun. I like that. I'm yeah. writing that down. That's true. You got. You're gonna throw that at Bootsy. He's I'm throwing like, it right what? at my six year old. Oh, he's oh, getting yeah. that.
Yeah. Absolutely. Good talking to you, buddy. Great Absolutely. seeing you. Great hey, to see welcome, you. Gotta welcome, welcome, man. We'll have you all the time. Yeah, you got to have me in here more, man. It's cool. Hey, the invitation's always open. <laughs> Tell the people. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have, there were times when we used to have regulars. Weekly. We like have regulars. Weekly yeah. we have the Friday regular spot. Let's I do mean, it. It's, I like it's available. It. Good Absolutely. seeing you, buddy. As Take always. care. I mean, think about it, folks. These are the guys that are back from the secondary a year ago. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom, A.J. Green. So four of your top five corners from a year ago are back. You go to the the safety room. Ronnie Harrison, he's back. John Johnson, back. Delpit, back. Rich LeCount, back. So your top four safeties from a year ago are all back. This is a team that has the potential to build on something special. They've got a great foundation. You're looking for Delpit. This is really his second year to take a big leap. You're looking for Greg Newsom in his second year to take a big leap. And then you've got a guy, John Johnson, who I think has po Pro Bowl potential, certainly, in this defense, it's exciting. You've got to make it difficult for people to throw the football on you, and the Browns' back seven is absolutely capable of doing that. I think one of the most talented back sevens in all of the NFL. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, the Browns want to improve their passing game. A guy who's averaged over 10 yards a target for his career, former sixth-round pick, but also the former number one wide receiver recruit in this country. He's only gotten better every year, and I think ready to break out in year number three now with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Donovan Peoples-Jones, great friend of the show. Number 11, my guy, coming up next here on this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident has caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk, proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. DPJ, great friend of the program. I love this kid. Chad O'Shea will tell you he does everything the right way. He's had a lot of success early in his career. Now should get even more opportunities in this wide receiver room, and I am thrilled to see what he can do. I love this kid. Bo and I got a chance to have DPJ join us from May 24th. Take a listen. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Since Nathan and I have been doing this show, there have been several people in the draft process that we would talk about, and then it would come to Had fruition, to and we would say, got to have him, find a way, got to have him. The man to my right is one of those guys. So no there doubt. was a, quite a big celebration uh, when you were selected by this franchise a couple years ago, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Good to see you, buddy. Um, first day of OTAs in the books, coming off of the Bahamas. Let's go back first. What was yes. that? Let, let's start there, yeah, because we, the we didn't have some great weather you know, this spring, it's been tough. Um, so what was it like to get everybody together uh, to go down to paradise like, like it is down there and to be able to come together a bit as a group and get some work done but have some fun and bond? Uh, it was a dope experience. Um, you know, like a lot of guys, is the first year kind of with me. It's my, my first time being in the off-season program for the, for the whole, you know, year. So for us to kind of get around each other, bond with each other in the Bahamas, um, you know, Deshaun took care of that, and it was it was a dope experience for everybody to just you know connect and just ha just have fun. Was there anybody that you went into that trip that maybe you, you didn't know as well, and then coming out of the trip, you're like, man, I love this guy. Yeah, a lot of guys. Um, I feel like I connected with a lot of guys down there. Um, even within the receiver room, you know, Amari Cooper. You know, he's a pretty quiet guy, but you know, got a chance to get to know him a little bit and um, really get to know everybody on the offense a little bit more. You know, we what we just stumbled on here is something we take for granted a little bit. Like your first full off season. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Like we've, we've dealt with pandemic for two years and it's been hit or miss what you could do or what you couldn't. And now you're finally getting what is a normal, the old normal off season. What's that been like? 
It's been nice. Um, like I said, to to get more coaching, to be around the guys for a longer time, being able to bond, being able to do things outside of the facility. You know, no COVID restrictions this year. Um, it's been very very helpful. Do you feel like you guys are already closer? Because I, it had to be so difficult the last couple of years. It was. You you really couldn't get together outside the facility at all. Um, and now you know guys are going going places together, going to eat together, um, doing different things outside of the building, which all builds, you know, great team camaraderie. How how hungry are you guys? I mean, you tasted a couple of years ago, the postseason disappointment last year. We know everything the organization has done, obviously, Deshaun in the mix is an enormous commitment, and, and we see immediately the, the type of talent that he is. Uh, but there's a lot of guys on this team who have tasted it and then had it pulled away. Uh, do you sense that in the team? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, I think they were hungry, definitely want to win. Um, and, you know, want to just keep continuing to get better day in, day out, week in, week out, and, and every game once the season comes. With Deshaun coming in as a wide receiver, you obviously want to develop chemistry with your quarterback. And, and it, it looked today, just being out there, you and him seem to already have a very good chemistry. The ball's right where you want it. You're making the catches on the sidelines, getting open. Uh, what has stood out to you about him on the field, and then what stood out to you about Deshaun off the field? Well, on the field, he's very smart, very um, instinctive, um, delivers a you know very beautiful pass. Off the field, he's just a cool guy. He's a genuine person. Um, from what I've been around, you know, he took care of the whole team in the Bahamas, and you know, I feel like that says a lot about his you know his character. It feels like you you've had this apprenticeship the last couple of years with some veterans who know their way around. You think about Jarvis and Odell and uh, the way that those guys went through, and now it does feel a little. Nathan, and I talk about this all the time. It, it does feel like it's your time. That, that it's your, your time to as we head into this, into what this offense can be, that, that it's your time to go. And, and remember the impact you made that first game in Dallas where you just were everywhere you needed to be blocking. And we remember talking to guys at the time saying, he just knows everything. He knows everywhere he's supposed right. to be. You've done the work, and it, it does feel like that to us. Do you feel like that, that, that this going into this season, this is, and you've had great already, but in terms of what you're capable of, it can be unleashed a little bit this year? I'm just trying to, you know, keep growing, keep 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 building, keep learning from, you know, past experiences and 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 just keep moving forward. When you go out in your exit interview a year ago, what was kind of cuz I know part of that is they give you this is what we want you to focus on in the offseason. What was your big point of emphasis? Oh, uh, just developing more of a, you know, leadership role within the receiver room. Um I'm one of the guys who've been there the longest, so <laughs> is that know, crazy it, to say it is. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. It definitely is. It's, you know, it hasn't really been too long, but um, I'm very, you know, comfortable with the scheme and other guys who aren't as comfortable, you know, I can kind of be there to kind of help them out and kind of bring them up to speed. So this is your third year in this system, which by the way, nice, right? You get to be in one system for your entire career. Number one, how much more comfortable are you than you were even last year at this time? And then number two, what do you see as some of the big changes that could be coming or to this season's version now with Deshaun at quarterback? Yeah, uh, I feel definitely more comfortable um, every year. Every, you know, every time I get to go out there, you kind of get to learn from your past experience. So, you know, I try to focus on that and 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 keep growing as much as I can. And um, <clears throat> you know, with Deshaun, I think it's just going to add on to that. Um, you know, I think he brings a certain confidence and swagger to the team that you know everybody feeds off of as well. So, uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this for this year for this season. Um, and for everything that's in store. Were you excited to see a, a fellow Michigan man come into the fold here with Chase? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Your guy? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we locker mates now. Um, love Chase. He's a fiery guy. You know, dope personality. So 
I didn't recognize him without the hair the first time. Yeah. It was I'm so used to seeing the locks. He's trying to look like Thor now. That's yeah. what he's going with the, the short hair Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah Thor. he was old Thor. He was old Thor. Now new with Thor. The, you see it, you know, the blonde yeah. locks coming out. He's got this guy. He talked him into last bit of the shower, go cold, cold shower. shower. Yeah. yeah. You do that too? A little bit cold shower, yeah. Uh, I think it come from like that Wim Hof. Yeah, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. That's what I said. Wim That's Hoff. that guy was on Real Sports where he gets yeah. in there and he just sits there for an hour in the freezing cold. He lake. does that, but then he trains you to like hold your breath as well. And like, supposedly, if you get to the advanced levels, you can like hold your breath for three minutes and then yeah. you have like the voices, just like the cold shower gives you the voices. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Yeah. Sounds pretty wild to me. But yeah, Wim Hof, <laughs> it's good stuff. It, it gives yeah. you an energy, right? Yeah. When you yeah. get that cold shower. I do it every time now. I won't stop. I don't think I'll ever stop. I have it. There's, there's science behind it. There's science. Science. Always lean on Brilliant. the science. I, I I got the shower that's behind, but then it's above and then jets at. So I'm in I'm in all of the heat. What a flex! I'm in I'm in all of the heat. I'm in all of the heat. Living I, at Pebble Beach. No, you're listening. I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to Winovich, and I'm going, okay, let's go cold the last minute. Let's yeah. see what's happened. I'll tell you what. If you're in that type of shower situation, you're going to want to adjust where the water's coming from to get directly hit with the cold water after the warm. <laughs> You can go, needs go on a gradient. You, you bring it down, 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 I went down, down. All and in. Then, but it's great, though. But you felt, I felt that like shock. John Rambo in First Blood. You felt that I mean, shock. it was. Yeah, it was awful. It's a shock to your system. There was a. It did give you a little bit of a rush, though. I will. I will give you that. Yeah, that's the point. All right, DPJ. This year goes bonkers. You become the guy. You have a monster season. The team wins. You're super happy and everything. Based off of this tweet, which was a week ago. One day, maybe one day, I won't have to pay for you at Chipotle tweets. Oh. That would that be the dream? Oh, would a Chipotle man. deal is that the dream for you? I don't think anybody knows how much I love Chipotle more than like the people I'm around closely. <laughs> uh, just speaking, uh, yesterday I had Chipotle three times. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, just like yesterday. we need to, you, okay. we need to have this done already. Like this should yeah, already this should be, be done. Happening. Like yeah, his agent Dom, where's Dom? At? Dom, Dom, what are get you doing? This. Come Dom's on. trying to get back to the Bahamas. Come on, Dom. I mean, Dom. We got to get him a Chipotle deal. We got to get a Chipotle, Chipotle deal immediately. <laughs> All right, Chipotle. I need y'all to make sure that Donovan Peoples Jones gets him a deal. It doesn't matter if it's one year, two years, three years. Lifetime, years. Dom. Go shoot for the stars. Supply, gift cards. Email me or email him. We need <laughs> That's it. And there it is. Yes, and there it is. I what's feel like the order out there? Did yeah, you have three different order? orders yesterday? No, same order. Every same time. Order. Every time. Oh God. Let's go. I'm writing this down. Right down. Go ahead. Yep. So we go in there. We got double rice, white or brown. White rice. Double white. Okay. Double white with the cilantro and the lime. Yes. And then we're going one scoop of the regular chicken. Uh-huh. And then we're going two scoops of the pollo asada. Triple meat already. You Love know. it. And then, uh, you know, now I'm just going a little hot sauce and then I'm out the door. That's it. That's the, it. The red one? Yeah, the red one. The red one. Yeah, yeah. the hottest. No pico de gallo. No, no No pico. corn. No corn. No lettuce. No lettuce. No guac. No verde. No, guac. no verde. No verde. No cheese. No sour cream. Maybe some cheese and sour cream every now and then. Every now and then. Every now and then. I stay away from the white condiments. That's just yeah, me. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the cream. But you don't like the crema? No, no crema. Don't try to call it a crema. Don't try to call it an aioli and make me feel like it's good. No, it's cream. I'm out. Or mayo. Know, or that's mayo. it. I know that's exactly. It. I know what you're doing over there. So, all right. So, that's this is fantastic. Would you say, because you said three yesterday, in a, a year, 365 days, Michigan man, of course, he's aware of this. He'd probably tell me about the quarter for the leap year to make it completely accurate. How many chipotle bowls are you eating in one year in one year on average um it's at least once a week so between okay. 50 and 100 okay 
probably like 75 ish 75 ish because okay. some weeks it can get you know two and then maybe if i'm somewhere and else we had three yesterday so that really sets the number up yeah but then yeah, i probably won't good. eat it again for like another week okay I'm, and then you'll know. be back in there yeah. do you is there somebody else on the team that enjoys chipotle as much as you do i haven't i haven't found you anyone. haven't found them no yeah <laughs> would you say it's accurate to say that that you've goaded chipotle Chipotle's goaded. Uh, Chipotle, Chipotle is goaded. Chipotle is goaded. Chipotle is goaded. Yeah. So he's Chipotle. You can't goat Chipotle. Can't, okay, yeah. so this is so Donovan comes in today. My oldest is in this thing where he's talking about, like the other day at dinner, he goes, "Oh yeah, Dad, you." Goated. That was a good old he, man version of. Did you goat Chipotle? That was great. I tried. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't understand it. Using the sentence. So the way he it said goated. it was, yeah. he goes, "Dad, you goaded this steak," and I don't know. So I don't understand what. So instead, I it feel like you should have said the steak is he, good. To be fair, he's ten. Yeah. The steak is good. So this is a good little lesson for him yeah. on how to use yeah. it. Yeah. But Donovan came in here with the hoodie. Goaded forever. Goaded forever. Donovan's goaded. You were aware of this because of your son. There's oh, no yeah. way you knew about this independently. Well, I mean, I know about the goat, and then when somebody well, right. that something can be goaded, then it's the greatest of all time. Yeah, the goaded thing. The ed on the end yeah. of it was new to me. Bryce from Fortnite. It's I'm Fortnite. Goated. I'm goaded. That's what he says. Like he, he thing. take his boys out, and he's like, I'm goaded. Do you play? Uh, no, I don't play. No. No, no video games? No, nah, not anymore. Not even Madden? Nah, there have been some good DPJ cards that they dropped this year, which I'm sure you've heard about, but it, yeah. it never got on there. Nah, okay. Nah. All right. What do you like to do for fun in your free time? Uh, chill with friends, family. Yeah. yeah. A people person. That's why yeah, he's a yeah. goaded human. So what do you go to? Peoples. Peoples. It's in his name. Peoples. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's in his name. Your app? Yes. You got an app? Yes, sir. It's not. Let's go. What, what can what you tell it? us? Tell you. Uh, it's called Deep Pass Jam, uh, you know, acronym DPJ. Sure. Um, it's basically we, we made the app for, <clears throat> um, you know, it, it, it's a children's app. So, I mean, but anybody can play it. But it's basically like an arcade game where you kind of travel and see how far you can go with, you know, an avatar that looks like me. Um, and all the proceeds going to the Children's Mott's Hospital at the University of Michigan. So, Goated human. We said it for <laughs> And not only that, you've got a, a free youth camp coming up next yep. month. Yep. Where, where's that at? That'll be in Detroit, Michigan. In Detroit? Yep. Nice, nice. I'll tell you what, you got three downloads on this for my three boys as soon as I'm go. done here. That's right. High scores. Need we'll to see. we'll get them locking the out. Score. And then one of them will be goaded? Yes. If whoever, they're the number one, the if they get score. the highest score, then they're goaded. Yeah. Did I use it in a sentence correctly? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. What a job out of me. That was. That was Thanks good. for stopping by, buddy. Yes, I appreciate good seeing you. Like us, but you know would be goaded? This Bahamas trip probably was goaded. If we get to go on it next year, more goaded. <laughs> I don't know if you can be more goaded once you're goaded. Donovan, but told, we try. Deshaun told us. He said, "I know." I saw him in the weight room today. He said, hey, he "We said, can come." Like, Deshaun, the only thing he was missing because he says it's the great best trip ever. That's what everybody says: best trip ever, best trip ever. I said, "The only thing you're missing with the, were the radio guys. We could go broadcast out there. We won't get in the way. Well, we're a fun, we're a fun group." He did say that Dom would not be able to go if we did. So Dom, he said you, it was Dom or Gibbe. Dom, would you, are you like willing Dom to sacrifice for us? Dom is not willing to sacrifice for Dom, us. Dom, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Don't be selfish. You got to. You got, you got to, to ride. Go? The, yeah. You know, one. You rode Space Mountain, bro. Every year, every other year, Dom. What's yeah. what's the harm in that? Who gets hurt? I'll take every other year. Oh, so <laughs> for us, yeah, we can get a deal going on. There you go. Dom, so, great human. Chipotle, listen, fantastic. That. Human. Two great humans right here showing what it's like to care for their fellow man. <laughs> what better? The, the big year out of this. This is going to be fun. Oh my god, going to be fun. Come on, he good knows. seeing you, buddy. The fam knows. His whole family knows. This is a DPJ all, show. All the peoples know. All the peoples. <laughs> all the peoples. I see know. what you did there. Yeah. State school, but every but once in a while. still pretty good. Every cool. once in a while. Still pretty good. The great Donovan Peoples-Jones in studio. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. I think the sky's the limit for this young man. So smart.
such a great work ethic, so physically gifted. And now in year three, playing fast, working on his separation, continuing to get better as a route runner. And I think he's developed a nice rapport with Deshaun Watson early on. Now, somebody who kind of came into camp late in the mix, but has already said his rapport with Sean Watson has started to really come together. The franchise, that's right, he was franchise tag. Now, he of a nice, big extension, the Chief. David Njoku, next on this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Nathan Zagura here. And by the way, very excited for what you're going to hear next. Now, this was from the Zagura and Friends podcast, a.k.a. the BPA. Got a chance to talk with the chief fresh off of signing that massive contract extension in the mid 50 millions. That's right. For him, an opportunity this year to establish himself as one of the elite tight ends in the NFL. The Browns clearly believe in him. We're going to talk about his journey, the downs, the ups, and where he is now and what he can do in this offense. And I'll tell you what, being out there at minicamp at First Energy Stadium, multiple touchdowns in the red zone from Watson to Njoku, I think a sign of things to come. But somebody that I was thrilled for, he absolutely deserves this. And I think he is going to make everybody around the league know just how good he is and just how lucky we are to have him in Cleveland. It's the Chief in this exclusive one-on-one. Great to see you, man. Congratulations, the big extension, all of that. How are you feeling right now? I feel good. I feel I feel blessed, truly. Um, we just had a great practice today, you know, here on Green Tree. So we got to just, you know, keep stacking them bricks. That's all we got to do. This is a talented team, and we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to talk about what you guys hope to accomplish this season. But let's talk about you for a second, because you think about your story, and you think about your family and your heritage and everything that you've gone through to get to this country, to go to the U, to come to the National Football League, and then all of a sudden you're going to get a phone call a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's a month ago at this point, but a couple weeks ago, where they say, we're going to give you a four-year extension, $56 million. What was that moment like? It was a blessing, you know. Um... Not many people know, you know, the background uh, story of what really happened for the past few years, you know. So it was, uh, it was a, a great achievement to, you know, uh, reach that level. You know, now it's just only up from here. It's, it's time to put in the work, double time, and uh, get after it. When you got that call, though, what was your reaction? Like real, <laughs> like as a real person. I mean, you get a call, and they say, "Okay, you're set. Your kids are set. Your grandkids are set. All of that. That's got to be a pretty powerful thing." You know, I, I feel like it hasn't hit yet, so uh, I'm still. I mean, I I didn't really feel anything crazy. My phones were going crazy, but um, I don't think it hit yet. So whenever it hits, I'll, I'm gonna give you a call and be okay. like, "Okay, now now I feel it." <laughs> all right, you'll let me know. Well, first of all, I'm so happy for you. You know, your journey here with the Browns, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Let's get into it because this is a celebration of you, and there's more to come, right? There's more work to do as you've you've laid out. But you come in, you're a first round draft pick. What were you, 20 at the time that you were drafted? You were a very young man. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So you go from that, and then I remember your second season, you had a lot of success that year. And it felt like the sky was going to be the limit, right? We go into 2019, and that was a rough year for a lot of reasons. And we don't even get to the reasons. But when you think about where you were and then you go through that, what was that year like for you personally, knowing where you're standing right now? Which year are you talking about? 2019. Oh, it was it was tough, you know. Um, injury plagued year for me. Uh, I guess I I was wasn't just you know getting it together. Um, yeah, it was it was tough mentally uh, more than physically. But um, you know, like I said, God is good. Just got to put in that work and keep him first, and good things will happen. So, 
Yeah, and that was a tough experience. You say, okay, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe Cleveland isn't the place for me. And the Browns said, you know what? No, you're not going. You're not going <laughs> you're anywhere. Right. We're not letting you. So it's nice that it's nice that right now you're feeling absolutely. You don't want to be here, but we value you. And then you go into 2020, and the light bulb starts to go on. And now, while the stats weren't maybe what we all know they could be, and what I think we all think they will be going forward. Something clicked for you, and you bought in. You became a tremendous blocker. You showed the ability. Whenever you got targets, you showed the ability to produce. There's your fan club back there keeping you on the field, Mr. Joe Sheehan. But how? what allowed you to make that mental transformation? Because it's easy to say, you know what, they're, they're not treating me right. And you said, you know what, I'm going to do what I can and control myself. And, and how did that change happen, and, and, and how did it get you to here? I mean, I think it was a bunch of things, really. I think the most important thing was just um – reminiscing on the past, you know, looking back at 2017, you know, obviously we weren't doing as good as we should have been doing, but just the fan base was always there, you know, riding with us through thick and thin. And then I'm sitting here like, why am I complaining? You know, obviously things could be better, but I'm in a a, a good place right now. My whole life I've been competing. Why do, why why stop now, you know? So I just said, you know what, I'm going to shut up and I'm just going to work. And I'm going to ignore all the noise, ignore all the distraction, and just focus on the team. You know, what can I do to help the team in, in total, you know? And obviously, the stats weren't there. You know, I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do at the time. But at a certain point, I started to fall in love with the things that they, they were forcing me to do, which was blocking more than sure. doing anything else. And, um, yeah, I just eventually started having a good time doing that. And then the ball started coming. You know, I started catching some balls here and there. And then... You know, as, as each day progressed, each each month, each year progressed, I just kept working on my craft and uh, just was basically just keeping the focal point was for the team and uh, good things will happen. There was a play I want to ask you about. It was, I believe it was the last week of 2020. The Browns needed to win that game, obviously, to get into the playoffs. I think it was around a third down late in the game, maybe a third and six near midfield. And the ball came in kind of high to you, and you made the catch. And it was a catch that turned out to be massive in the outcome of the game. And then I know you had the big game against Kansas City in the playoffs, and you started to get more involved as that season went on. Do you remember that play? Was that one that sticks with you? It was a big third down conversion that game against the Steelers. And it was just one of those moments where, for me, I've always, you know this, I've always been a big supporter of yours and a big believer in you. But it was one of those where it was like, okay, even in a game where the ball wasn't necessarily coming your way all the time, when it did and you needed to have it, you got it. And I kind of felt like that was a springboard kind of of a momentum play for you that carried on into last year. Yeah, I mean, I just putting in the work, you know, when no one's watching. I just recall so many early mornings and late nights, you know, that, that year was during like the COVID plague. Sure. So it was just, it was tough to get in here and, and do the work, but uh, I found places. Luckily I have um, my guy out here whose name's Chad. He, he has a, a gym and he's, you know, a great uh, physical therapist. I was with him late nights. I'll never forget like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Just every night, just getting after it and driving home. It'll be like almost midnight. I'm just like thinking like, I got to keep working. I got to keep working. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, uh, it, it wasn't just me. I have to, uh, you know, give the uh, applause to everybody around me that was helping me, you know, be the best me I can be at the time. And in your room, you were playing a role that maybe said, okay, I'm not doing everything I want to do, but I'm going to do what they asked me to do well. Austin Hooper, same thing. I came in, he was a two-time Pro Bowler. He's catching 80 balls a year. That didn't happen here, but he kind of was doing the things that they asked him to do. And I'll go back to the Chargers game last year. Seven targets, seven catches, and get 170 yards in that game. He had the 70-plus yard touchdown catch and run. And that was the one where I think everybody's like, yeah, this is the guy that we know what he is capable of doing. Well, now you're the guy. 
and you have the opportunity to get seven targets a game to make those plays. And you go back to your efficiency last year, and I'll toot your horn for you. Ten yards a target, no problem, right? So you say, okay, let's give them 80 targets here. That's 800 yards. That's eight touchdowns. That's where you get back to being in those kind of elite conversations that I know you believe you can be. And clearly, with what they decided to give to you, the Browns believe that you can be. So here you are now. You've put in the work. You've been rewarded even though you haven't gotten to do everything that you want to do, and now it's all in front of you. So what's your mindset knowing that that's the case now? I'm just ready to work, man. Honestly, like I just can't wait until uh, week one. You know, um, throughout throughout all this process, I, I give God all the glory, and I just I'm just itching to get to week one. So I'm, I'm very excited for real. And I'm excited for you. And, and now you have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson who has put up enormous numbers everywhere that he has played. I know you guys got to go to the Bahamas, and then as you got your contract done, you've gotten to matriculate in here and start to work with him. What's that kind of relationship and chemistry like? Because it's an important thing, right, the relationship with the quarterback. And for my eyes, it feels like the middle of the field, the ball's going to the middle of the field quite a bit more now, and so that's good for you. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a great relationship already. You know, we started off very strong, you know, meeting up in uh, the Bahamas with the whole offense. You know, he, he took care of all that, so that was very impressive, and it showed that his loyalty was with us, and, you know, that that goes a long way. It's probably um, a lot of fun too. No, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> we had a great time. It was great team bonding. We put in the work too. So it was just the best of both worlds, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean that that bond is is very important. That chemistry is important. So like even like when we're not on the same page for whatever reason, we are on the same page, you know. And and that split second, it it, it counts. You know, this game is all about inches. So uh, yeah, it's it's very important that that we just keep building on that uh, relationship. You know, the whole team. We bring everybody with us, and we just get their show on the road. What has he kind of told you he wants out of you, out of, as his, his number one guy in the That's confidential, field? you know. Confidential, That's confidential. Okay. yeah. All we right. we, we right. definitely talk, you know, uh, behind closed doors, and, and, and we have um, we have uh, big uh, goals that we, ha we, ha we have to reach, so we're, we're excited about that. What was the discussion like with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski once you put the pen to the paper and they said, look, this is how much we believe in you, and you're saying, you know, I'm going to show you why you were right. Let's get to it, baby. <laughs> Let's get Let's to it. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, let's talk about, you mentioned this team, the goals. Not only do we know what's on offense, we know what's on defense, oh, and yeah. you see it firsthand every yeah, day out here in these seven-on-sevens. Yeah. When you look at this defense, the speed, the length, the ability to cover every blade of grass, what's kind of stood out to you so far Man, in these battles? I'm so excited to watch them ball as well. You know, uh, not only like our, our D-line, but our linebackers, our corners, our safeties. I'm just excited to see everybody just put it all together and really be that force that we know them to be. You know, uh, we have all the tools, like I said, all the tools on the offense, on defense, on special teams. We have everything there, so it's up to us to get this job done. All right, a couple of just one fun question and then one obviously family question. What did this mean to your family? Because that's I know how big it is to you. I know how tight you are with your family. What did this mean to your family? Yeah, it was huge. They were, I think they were more excited than me, really. I mean, I was I'm, I'm excited, but I wasn't like you know jumping off, you know, going crazy. I was just you know okay, you know what's what's next, you know what I'm saying? So like uh, yeah, they were very happy. They were very excited. They understand that you know everybody's in this together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, we're excited. We're just ready for the next step. What was the reaction from your teammates? <laughs> they're they're funny they're funny man they want me to buy everything now they want me to <laughs> buy them all gifts and everything so uh yeah it's 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 all love listen that's a good place to be in right? I, I hear you it's I a good place you, yeah. to be in mm -hmm. so all right and then a little more fun we talked about family earlier but i know your brother had a wwe tryout that you attended Absolutely. first of all i wouldn't mind if that was the path that i was on but it, nonetheless here we go mm -hmm. How was that? Was that pretty cool? That was lit. They, they, they let us go to WrestleMania, too. It was like sold-out crowd both days. Like it, was, yeah. it was intense. It was intense, and it was, it was awesome to see him having fun, having a good time. So 
I was happy. Is he going to? Is he pursuing that? Is there a future yeah. there? Mm-hmm. There sure oh, is. Oh man, the chief and the WWE, the family spreading their wings. I like that. All right, and then the last thing you said, it hasn't hit you yet. But is there anything that you said? Okay, we get this big contract. Anything that you were looking forward to doing with it? Um, Maybe a purchase for yourself, for the fam, for people back home, anything like that. Not really. Probably just keep doing what I'm doing. I have a charity back in Nigeria that yep. I do, um, and. and annually excuse me and uh just you know just be the best man i can be overall you know i love it you haven't changed at all <laughs> you're the man one of my favorites dude so happy for you Appreciate best of luck this season keep doing it i'm looking for let's looking go. for a lot of chief let's slams go. i'm ready man let's I'm go ready. we're Hold all around. ready let's go so happy for that young man he deserves it and like i said this is going to be the first time in his career where he is the guy and i think that means a big big season in store for David Njoku. And what about the fact that he worked so hard to become a great blocker? That shows you he wants it. He is going to work even harder now that he is paid to prove the Browns right, to prove everybody right, and to show just how good he can be. I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for hour number two of this special show. We've got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. We've got Denzel Ward, fresh off of his big contract extension that made at the time, made him the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. We also have good friend of the program, Sione Takitaki, and wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. That's all coming your way in hour number two of this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Hope you guys are enjoying this holiday week edition. And by the way, Rumkey Waste and Recycling is a family-owned and operated company. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become a part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. Earlier this year, we were at the Browns Foundation golf outing early in June, I want to say. I believe it was maybe June 6th, as a matter of fact. And right where... I hit a 300-yard drive onto the green, called my shot live on the radio. No big deal. Shades of Britton Cole, legend. We sat down with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, and this young man had an immediate impact as a rookie. Bigger things lay ahead for him in year number two. Another guy on this Browns defense with big-time Pro Bowl, all-pro potential. One of the steals of the 2021 draft, and now somebody looking to cement himself as one of the elites at his position in the National Football League. He sat down with Bo and myself at the Cleveland Browns Foundation golf outing. Take a listen. What a treat to be joined by Jeremiah Wusakoromoa here. Man, how's uh, how's this uh, how's these OTAs going? We're getting into minicamp here next week, but it's yeah. getting there, right? Yeah, OTAs is a, is going well. A lot of little stuff correcting, and, uh, and there's a lot of stuff that you 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 think that you got covered, but then you kind of go through it again. It's like, okay, you well, I need to get better at this, and I need to get better at that. So um, it's a lot of things in reference to like the the smaller details that we're correcting. As a whole defense, you know, yeah. specifically as linebackers, of course. But as a whole defense, it's a lot of little stuff to correct to make sure that we sustain ourselves as, you know, uh, or want to elevate ourselves to that top five, top three uh, defense in the NFL. I got to tell you, so in watching these, and I've been out there every day, in the seven-on-sevens, it really is a case of iron sharpening iron because yeah. our offense is very talented, obviously, led by Deshaun Watson, and you got Amari Cooper there now. But there are multiple times a session where the ball can't come out. And you've got you and Jacob out there. You've got John, and you've got Grant, and you've got you know Greedy and Denzel and Greg, and that's a lot of speed out there. And then we're seeing some dime with Ryan, MJ Emerson playing some dime at times. And you're seeing just the speed that you guys and the length that you have. It's almost, it's not positionless, but you all have the ability to run with anybody. Yeah, I do feel like it's positionless sometimes, <laughs> but like it's a bunch of just fast dudes out here and <laughs> just balling. But 
No, that's exactly what it is, you know, and I think they did that intentionally to be able to have guys that's very athletic and have guys that's very versatile in what they do. You know what I mean? Even Greg makes jokes sometimes like, man, I can play in the box, I can play in the box. And a couple of times last year he forgot to, you know, do some things, but he ended up in the box. So, <laughs> so you know, it, we always make jokes like that. But And I, I make jokes as well. Well, you've seen me play in you know, corner. I've had some instances. Right. I, I had, I'll never forget in Jacksonville. Yeah. First you preseason debut. You're out there playing, <laughs> playing slot corner. corner. Exactly. So, now we always make jokes like that. But it's definitely, uh, you know, I feel like it's intentional, to be honest. How is the communication now, knowing that everybody, I said, and I'll throw AWOC in there as well, and Ronnie oh, yeah. as well, you guys all played together last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. So you guys now have not only the same system where you're able to continue to play fast, but you guys have all played together in a defense that requires, obviously man is man, but when you're playing the, a lot of the zones like you guys play, you know, I spent some time with uh, with Jeff Howard, and the checks based on emotion and how many, like four people could be affected by the one guy moving inside and becoming the two and how you guys react to those things. Does it feel more seamless now that you guys have her all together in that second year? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, our mindset is that we never have it all together. You know, we're always trying to do that, um, that next step, or we're trying to always accomplish that next step. So I think with us is more so again, incorporating more things we have the understanding of the base fundamentals sure. of the defense so now it's more so in incorporating those things that uh will give us some leverage in terms of mixing up some coverages mixing up some man with some zone throwing a couple of blisses throwing a couple of you know corner blisses and stuff like that so it's a bunch of um it's exactly who we are so we are a versatile defense yeah and we're really trying to be versatile in terms of the you know play calling and stuff like that in terms of the scheme so i think that's always the aim is to um you know give the offense a lot on their shoulders as they do us, you know. I think it's, you know, we, we talked about this a lot, but and I think when they when A.B. and, and everyone, the, when they're building that defense and drafting you guys, they were going for that. They wanted a bunch of guys who were mm -hmm. about the same height, about the same weight. Mm -hmm. You're With you wearing, the, wearing 28, like sometimes at a corner, <laughs> at a linebacker. Like a lot of times the only weapon you have now, the way that the game is, is governed by the officials and by the rules, is disguise. It's kind of the only thing you have left is that last truly. split second, yeah. and it feels like you guys are positioned to take really a full advantage of that. No, truly. I, even coming from, you know, college, you know, we could actually reroute sometimes. You know, and they won't really say nothing to us. And, you know, here it's like, uh, don't touch them, don't reroute. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. goodness gracious. But, no, it's definitely um, something that, again, you can use to, to leverage off of the offense in terms of, you know, uh, disguise, in terms of pre-snap. Um, calls and things like that. Some, sometimes the offense has a, a preconceived notion of, okay, well, anytime you hear R or, or L, you know, that's left right or right, right. you yeah. know. But, you know, you can also change those things up. You can make it go W or you can go S or you can go another letter that's not even in the uh, strong, weak, yeah. left, right. You can use Z or something like that. So it's all about, you know, um, IQ and, and who can, you know, outsmart the other, you know, as we, as we know, smart, tough, accountable. That's Things a big like that. part of it, man. And you yeah. said that I remember the night you drafted the three pillars, smart, tough, accountable. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you've got to be smart to play a defense in the NFL because there are yeah. so many checks and there's so many pre-snap motions that affect everybody on the field and where yeah. inside the strength is now on and how you're going to handle if it gets motion into a bunch and all these crazy yeah. things. That is amazing, I think, what you guys are able to do. I wanted to ask you, as somebody who's seen this offense, how is do you see it changing? I know this is a passing camp, and they want to emphasize the drop-back passing game. Are you seeing anything different from our offense, and what's kind of stood out to you in those battles you guys are having in those seven-on-sevens? Yeah, just the, just the play calling, you know, and uh, the fluidity, you know, within, you know, Watson leading, uh, you know, whoever's at quarterback right now is, is that play calling is really – I've seen some plays that I haven't seen before, 
um, just a reference to our offense used yeah. against us. You know, they're really playing with our scheme, to be honest. <laughs> you know, a couple of the times, you know, you, know, you got to take a special and they'll revert the, you know, over back to the other side and, you know, all types of stuff that uh, you know, they really throw at us. That's, you know, it's really interesting. You know, we want to see how, how that's going to play out yeah. with some other teams. So, you know, it's a really, you know, advancing whether you want to, uh, say the advancement is players, or you want to say the advancement is scheme. I think it's a it's a collective of them both. So, I would be thrown out of my family if I didn't ask you a Notre Dame football question. <laughs> you got my guy coaching there, Marcus. I've known yeah. Marcus for 15 years, man. And bad guy. my former uh, my former radio host is an analyst now there, James Laurinaitis. So mm. a lot of Buckeyes there. But Marcus is a oh, guy Lord. who is just <laughs> infectious when it comes to his uh, phenomenal yeah, yeah. What, what is your impressions of, of what he's done so far and what he could do well as we know Marcus didn't coach me at all but yeah um, I have had you know countless conversations and encounters with him and, and a stand-up guy you know what I mean uh, really understands really understands adaptability I think that's his strength like his adaptability and relatability he's really you know elite at being able to understand who this person is um, where this person has come from, and to be able to not change or not in the sense of change for the worse, but actually change for the better mm-hmm. in, in the sense of, you know, fitting into those gaps that that person needs. And I think that as a coach, that's something that's very important to uh, for the coach to understand who they're speaking to, understand their audience, and to be able to articulate themselves in a way that uh, you can connect to them, you know. Yeah. And it's very, very important, you know, I think. So, He's gonna do. He's gonna do great things, you know. Whether it's you know on the field, off the field, and you know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. gonna be exciting. Good talking to you. Oh, yeah, real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah go, Speaking of great things on and off the field, you got minicamp coming up. But then after that, I know you're going overseas. And, and tell us a little about your your trip back to Ghana. Yeah. So um, the first trip was about you know basically starting these camps and being able to see um, evaluating you know the brothers. And we had some actually, we had some sisters to be honest. <laughs> but evaluating the brothers to be able to, you know, have a better opportunities, you know, come over here sure. to maybe attend some, you know, NFL academies and things like that. So we wanted to make sure that we just introduced the game, if anything, to them. Awesome. Uh, we fed about 500 kids. We, you know, we, you know, as we know, you know, diet is huge for me. So I was you know, incorporating that aspect as well with uh, some of the kids there and some of the children there, and even some of the the younger adults, you know, around yeah. my age and and so on. So this camp right here, NFL PA, we're going and, you know, NFL Africa is very incorporated. And, um, you know, we're really going to have a final camp, you know. It's a final camp where a bunch of people from different places will come in and, and train and do a bunch of things and become evaluated as we, you know, for uh, further opportunities. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's so great. It's yeah. great. It's going to be great. Good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Great Thanks for giving us a little time today. Appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. And you can see JOK in year two when you come out here to the Cross Country Mortgage Campus for training camp. You're going to see a guy who's even faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. He knows where he's supposed to be in this defense. And I can tell you, the linebacker coach, Jason Tarver, we know he's an excitable guy. He is fired up about JOK. Another person that was fired up, maybe even emotional, after signing a contract that made him the highest-paid cornerback in the league, Denzel Ward. This is an interview from right after he signed that new contract extension, and it's coming up next on this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Time now to talk a little bit about the lockdown by the lake. Denzel Ward, Ohio, born and raised, Ohio State, the Browns, early first-round pick, big contract extension, just his story, what he has been through, the tragedies he's had to deal with, 
that he's overcome to become one of the elite corners in the NFL, one of the great men in this community as well, and somebody who was rewarded handsomely for all of that, on the field, off the field, everything he represents with the Cleveland Browns with the contract extension that made him the highest-paid cornerback in the league. I got a chance to talk with him after that incredible moment for Denzel and his family. This is a good one. You don't want to miss it. First of all, let me congratulate you on signing a, a historic deal yes, to extend your time here with the Cleveland Browns through 2027. Let's just talk about kind of how did this come to be? Kind of walk us through your state of mind leading up to the moment when you walked upstairs and, and signed that paper. Man, it was crazy. So I start, I knew that uh, it was, we're in talks. So I was talking in constant communication with my agent, Tori Dandy and uh, AB. So we're going back and forth like probably like a week before and uh, just going back and forth on contracts and trying to get it done and uh, coming to agreement about things. And then the past uh, couple of days, it was, it was getting closer. Like, okay, this thing might, might get done. We might make it happen. And uh, I mean, the day came, they, they signed it off and uh, came to agreement. So it was exciting. So where were you when you got the phone call from your agent that yes, this uh, is in I fact was, done? Man, I, was, I was in Florida. I was in Florida coming back, coming back up here uh, to Cleveland, uh, got it done. I was excited, mom excited, brother excited, family, so it was crazy. What was kind of like your emotion when you got it? He said, it's done. You're going to be the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. You're going to be with the Browns, staying in Ohio, where you spent your entire football life man, uh, going I, forward. I was, in, I was in shock, man. Just like, I continue to look at it, continue to see uh, highest paid cornerback uh, in history. I mean, it's been a, a lot of amazing corners, a lot of amazing DBs that then came through the NFL. And for my name to be up there at the top and one of those guys, um, it means a lot. I take a lot of pride in that, a lot of respect in that. I just want to continue to show that I'm that guy, but, I mean, it's a blessing at the end of the day. Did you ever, like, I mean, people think, you know, let's aim high, right? And we have these goals for ourselves personally, professionally, team, all of that. Did you ever think, like, a day like this would actually come? Man, I mean, you have thoughts in the back of your head, like, man, you want to be the best. You sure. want to get the best and, and do everything. You, but, I mean, for me, I just want to work and, and grind and do everything that I can to uh, put myself in that position. And then, like, once it's finally in front of your face, then it's like, wow, like, you finally here. But, I mean, it's still a long way to go, like I said. But um, it's definitely amazing to uh, be in this position. When you actually took the pen in your hand mm -hmm. and were about to sign the paper, were you excited, nervous? Was it, did you get emotional? Because cause then it's real. Yeah. Man, it's real. It's done. I, ain't lie. I was kind of shaking. I'm like, oh, man, I'm really signing this. It's crazy. So definitely a lot of emotion going through my body. Uh, just excitement, but um, blessed. Like I said, just blessed at the end of the day. And I know you saw a lot of love from your teammates, obviously, on social media. I have to imagine when you walked in, people had, dinner's on Denzel now, right? What, what was kind of the reaction? Yeah, that, that's been all the reaction. Dinner on me, going out, <laughs> everything's on me. So, I mean, it's all good. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely bring it on, uh, definitely bring that camaraderie on. So, uh, definitely appreciative of my teammates, everyone that's congratulated me and helped get me to this point in time. What was it like to kind of get back here, take the contract out of it, but just to be able to kind of walk in? And I know Ohio really put its best weather foot forward right. there, a little snow for everybody. You're used to it. Yeah. Maybe not everybody <laughs> else on the team's used to it. But just to know that you're walking back in, you're about to start this 2022 season here with this team to, to accomplish, have the opportunity to accomplish something really special. Yeah, definitely looking forward to, glad about the new additions that we added to the team. So, I mean, it's a lot of excitement around the team. I was looking forward to getting back, seeing the guys, getting with the coaches. I'm just looking forward to getting everything started again. I mean, we didn't go out how we wanted to uh, last year, but um, we got a new opportunity this year, and that's the biggest thing. On the back end of this defense, a lot of continuity. Mm -hmm. in, the, in your room, you're back, Greg's back, Troy's back, Greedy's back. Mm -hmm. 
A.J. Green is back. So the five guys who played the most in your room, all back. You yeah. go to the safeties, Ronnie, John, Grant, Rich LeCount, all back. How's that continuity kind of helping you as you guys hit the ground running here for this early phase one? Yeah, I think that makes the biggest difference in the world, just uh, having those guys that you know how they play, you know what they're going to uh, do on the field, who's going to be in what position. Uh, having the same coaches back is huge too, not having to learn a new playbook, knowing uh, the defenses that's going to be going in. So I think we could build on top of last year, build on top of the years that we had together and uh, really be special this year. What did Jeff Howard and uh, Brandon Lynch have to say to you? Man, just calling me, uh, thanking me, and uh, I'm thanking them. I appreciate them so much for helping get me to this position in time. But um, just real grateful for them, though. Everybody talks about the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. And so you've had uh, an unbelievable life-changing moment, not only for you, but for generations of wards to come. Definitely. That camaraderie's got to be fun, though, because everybody, they take pride in it. They love it. I know they're going to tease you, as you mentioned earlier, about right. taking it out to dinner. But is that cool to kind of sign it as you're coming back and actually getting to be together, as opposed to you signing it, you know, in Florida, in the middle of the offseason, you're not going to see any of your teammates. Was that kind of cool to be able to have that moment and share that with everybody? Uh, definitely be able to share that moment with my teammates, uh, my family, and everybody. So I'm looking forward to continue to get with my teammates, go out to eat, and uh, just continue to communicate, talk, and uh, just get back with the guys. You said something in your press conference earlier that struck me, and, and some people you know, think, oh, now I've gotten paid, now I've made it. And what you said is that means now I have to work harder, mm -hmm. work more. The word work is all over this building right, right now right. in typical Kevin Stefanski fashion. Yeah. Kind of what's your mindset about, okay, yes, they've given me this, this tremendous reward that I've earned, mm -hmm. by the way, you did earn it. Appreciate that. And then now how you want to go forward and carry yourself knowing that you, you are a cornerstone of this franchise. Yeah, I feel like I've been proving myself uh, since I've been in this league. Like you said, I feel that definitely earned uh, this contract. But um, my biggest thing, I, like I want to work. I feel I want to grind. I feel I want to show that I, I'm that guy. I'm deserving of this. And uh, just to give back to the community, give back to everybody. It's not just for me, I feel like, but just want to continue to show that I'm that guy. You mentioned the community. You're the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Cleveland Browns in 2021. By the way, that's a pretty good stretch. Walter Payton Man of the Year, highest paid cornerback in NFL history. Both meaningful in their own right, but your work in the community, make them know your name, your foundation. How important is that and, and does this allow you to do even more in Man, that regard? It's, it's huge and it's, it's definitely important. Like I said, uh, this kind of is definitely gonna help uh, for me to expand and my family to expand our foundation be able to help the community and do different things so we're definitely going to be trying to come up with new ideas the ways we could give back ways we could make a positive impact what did it mean when you were the walter payton man of the year nominee for the cleveland browns man it meant a lot i i, I wouldn't say that it was a goal of mine but it was something like in the back of my head where it was like man this is this is definitely a goal with you i have a foundation i have uh this goals where i want to impact positively impact the community and people around me and i'm um, just trying to do that and uh, bring my family along. So it was definitely uh, grateful for to be recognized for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And uh, my family should be grateful for that as well. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of you know great players in the league, but if you go through the list of guys that are great, great players, and then also Walter Payton Man of the Year for their team, not as big of a list. And the person who comes to my mind immediately is Larry Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. That guy's great on the field, great off the field, and clearly that's something you're striving to do as well. Yeah, definitely striving to do that, like I say. Just trying to stay in the community and uh, be good on and off the field. All right, let's talk about this team. You said some new faces, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, guys you're going to have to deal with in practice right. and in training camp, and then be thankful you don't have to deal with them in games <laughs> anymore. What's kind of the energy that they've brought as you kind of just, you know, starting to get to know each other and be around each other? Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I went against both of those guys, whether that was in college or uh, in the NFL. So those are talented guys I'm looking forward to going against in practice and uh, building this team up. What's kind of the vibe, would you say, of the team right now? 
I think guys are excited. Guys are excited to get back, get to work. Uh, guys are in there grinding, ready to work. Uh, got a new opportunity this year. Like I said, we didn't finish how we wanted last year, but new opportunity, new beginning, so we're ready to get it started. What was your offseason like prior to the, the week with the contract and all that? What did you choose to do? As you mentioned, last year didn't end the way you guys wanted right. it to. But it's the NFL. Uh, quickly, a new season will come. You get to watch Super Bowl play out, take some time yourself, and then now here you are back starting the work mm -hmm. for what we hope is a great 2022 season. So what did you kind of do in the getaway period? Yeah, I uh, took a couple of trips with my family, but um, once I got back to work, I got a routine. So I went out to Florida and was working out and just getting my body right, getting ready and prepared to come back here. Family, I know, is so important to you. Mm -hmm. What was kind of their reaction to this? Man, everyone has all different reactions, crying, laughing, smiling, everybody's excited. So definitely go throw like a little party or something for family and close friends to come, come in and uh, celebrate. So they're gonna enjoy it. And I know you mentioned in your press conference, Mother's Day, you got something big, big planned. Anything big planned for yourself after signing this contract? Or, or are we just focused uh, on mom, which is a beautiful <laughs> thing, right, by right, the way. Yeah. Focus on my family right now. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do for myself yet, but uh, definitely wanna do something special for my family. So uh, thinking of ideas about that. We're so happy for you. And the cool thing, like, you get to do it in Cleveland. Right. You have committed to Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns said, we need you here. We are committing to you here. And we're going to put that money in front of you to make sure you say, absolutely, let's do this. And you can do so much more in the area where you were born. That's what, to me, like, you can't really make this stuff up. Like, this is real life. You're living that dream. And I think it's awesome. So happy for you, man. Congrats. Appreciate it, man. Kind of a theme on today's show. So happy for the Chief. So happy for Denzel Ward as well. Well-deserved, well-earned. And you think about now, Denzel, Greedy, Greg. That's as good of a top three corners, I think, as they're in the league. Greg and, and Denzel might be one of the best one-two tandems in the league. Add in MJ Emerson. A.J. Green is back. And all of a sudden, you say, man, this team is deep at corner. They can cover anybody and Ward this year not only getting some work outside also some work inside as well as Greg is so a lot of versatility a lot of flexibility for Jeff Howard and Joe Woods on the back end in the middle you need guys that are willing to thump you need Cleveland guys Brown with great hair on you need 850 guys who are a little bit crazy, friends of this program well in a nutshell that is welcome one back to special edition of Cleveland Talkie Browns Daily and he's coming There's up a lot next of bad advice on out there Cleveland about Browns gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll these myths can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So, before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. Oh, baby. This one right here. Shout out to my boy, Kenny Klassman. This is for you, Bishop Zagura. That's me. Sione. Taki Taki. Now. Buddy, we, we were talking as you, as you came in studio right before we started the show. Um, for year four, which is hard to believe, but also... The fact that you would have been a guy who would have been in the studio with us a lot, but because of two years of COVID, we haven't seen you, man. I mean, Z got to see you on the side. I haven't That's seen right. you in person in like two years, pal. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back walking around the full building. Yes. Yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Obviously, with the COVID situation, it's been weird for everybody and stuff. And like you said, couldn't, couldn't see you guys. And they had the guys spaced out throughout the whole yeah. facility. So we couldn't even mesh with the guys during the season. Um, but I'm happy everything is back to normal because I feel like this is what we needed. You know what I mean? And hanging out with you guys, hanging out with the boys, you know, I mean, uh, us and the boys go bowling, do little stuff outside of football that you yeah. kind of need to kind of just mesh. And so I'm happy things are, are back to normal. We yeah. can say you guys haven't even gotten to have like this part of the off season. Exactly. Oh yeah. In going into, years. <laughs> that's right. Like going into my fourth year, I feel like, you know, kind of like I was telling you guys earlier, like, man, this is the first time that I feel like it feels normal. Cause you know, the last two years, um the whole COVID stuff yeah you know then that's weird you can't really get around the guys and then 
go through plays, go through certain stuff. And so I feel like going through my fourth year, I'm like, wow, this kind of feels new, but I know that this is, you know, this is kind of the normal, you know what yeah. I mean? How much did you miss that, just being able to be around each other and the team building? I mean, everybody was on the same – everybody sure. in the league was For in sure. the same yeah. situation. But probably the first time in your life, as, a, as I mean, all the way through Pop Warner High School, college, you're always around your team. To not be around your team had to be incredibly difficult. It's Yeah, it's, it, it's something that people kind of miss, you know. And um, like you said, in college, high school, you, you work out with your guys. You yeah. work out with the team. And so even these little workouts that we have every morning – as, as a team is is so crucial you know what i mean you're working out with the guys you see who's putting in the work pushing each other and you need that stuff you need that camaraderie and i and i, I feel really good even though it's been on, only a couple weeks mm -hmm. i feel like the guys it's like you know what i mean mm -hmm. like a fist you know we're getting stronger together so i'm excited all right how are you feeling i'm feeling good you know i would say um we're making big strides with the shoulder um but i feel really good dude everything's good the strength is there i'm running um, getting the conditioning back up, doing all that stuff, and I, I feel really good. I feel really good going into year four. Let me tell you something. Not only I'm glad that you say you feel good, but feeling looking good. Let's talk about this hair, Taki. Yeah. Let's talk. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful mane. Just the locks flowing. Go. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm letting the locks go, growing it out. Um, you know, I went to BYU. That's you, right. You got to be clean cut. No, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. It's like <laughs> lieutenant over there. Obviously, they're training things. Shout out to Kalani. He's, he's letting the guys grow out the hair out now. All of a sudden, it's it's a whole different vibe. But usually when the guys leave from BYU, they kind of grow out the hair. So that's me. You know, I'm letting the fro go finally. Letting the hair. It's going to start locking. Hopefully, you know, it's long enough to start hanging out the helmet. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, my yeah. God. Did you have to change your helmet? I'm, yeah, I might have to, you know, kind of adjust bigger. the size yeah. and do yeah. all that stuff and kind of play with it. But. It'll be exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of I mean, trip. <laughs> when that starts it's coming out of the back, yeah. that's it's breathtaking. So you mentioned it's great to get everybody back. Now on defense, though, especially in your room and even the room behind you, and with your corners and your safeties, this back end of this defense, a lot of familiar faces and a lot of guys who it's either their second or now their third year in this Joe Woods defense. So mm -hmm. you guys, mm -hmm. what's that like to be able to be around each other but have a lot of familiar faces, you know, in the rooms once again? That's big. You know what I mean? That's big to continue to have the same guys around us. And then, like you said, going into the third year um, to Joe Woods' defense is, is big for a lot of the guys. And then for some of the guys, you know, that came last year, John Johnson, all these guys that came last year knew some um, – and Grant, you yeah, know him playing. First year, yeah. You know what I mean. So it's it's going to be good for them too because they're going into year two of the, uh, of learning this defense, and they're going to be flying around making plays. And so you just kind of you, you get to you know all the stuff that you you know what I mean should be on the same page, and you guys can talk out there and and uh, understand what's coming. And so it's gonna it's gonna be really fun, man. Expect a lot of guys to be out there flying around making a lot of plays. You know, we noticed it even last year as the season was going along. That there was a point where it felt like the defense flipped. It was like, oh, we got it. Yes. Um, what, do, do you remember what, what was the point that that happened for you when it felt like everybody was kind of rowing in the same direction? Because it was a feeling yeah. out process for sure to start. No, yeah, you know, the first couple games. Obviously, you know, Chicago, we caught some strides, but then we we're a little inconsistent. But I feel like, what, I think it was week six or – or seven that we really just kind of clicked, you know, especially the back end. The back end, mm -hmm. dude, yeah. they were making plays. Yeah, remember that Ravens game where they got four interceptions four. Yeah. and the Bengals and, game. Yeah, yeah, and the Bengals game too. You know, where we're just out there flying. People are making plays left, right, and the back end was going. So uh, we're gonna build on that. You know what I mean? And a lot of the same faces are around. Um, 
You know, you got the D-line coming in. You know, it would be exciting to see what they do with the D-line to finish up all that stuff. But you got Miles, you know, obviously coming back. And so we got a lot, of, like you guys have been emphasizing, we got a lot of familiar faces, and it's going to be, yeah, just expect good things. We certainly are. Have you gotten to talk to Chase Winovich much at all? I feel like you <laughs> yes. and Chase Winovich would, would get along famously. No, yeah, Chase. Actually, Chase played with my boy too at at the Patriots. So, um, you know, my boy told him, "I'm like, dude, how's Chase, man? What's up?" And Chase's like, "Dude, you're gonna like him. He's definitely one of the guys." So when Chase got here, I'm like, "Dude, you know my guy Harvey." He's like, "Yeah." So we've been we've been hanging out, chopping it up, and it's cool to be with him too. Um, and he he's a down to earth guy. You yeah, know, real funny, real yeah. like yeah. funny dude, and you get to know him, and he's like. He's cool. Fits in with all the guys. He's got me, after one of the interviews I did with him, he said his <laughs> thing is that he likes to, at the end of a shower, cold water for over a minute. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be like freezing, but you just turn down cold, and then he said you're going to get a voice that starts talking to you in your head. And when you hear that voice, and he said just sit there, listen to it, see what it tells you, and then you're ready to come out. And, and I've been doing it. For real, he's looking like I'm crazy. You get you get, you get like a real energy when you, you get come a natural, out of the shower. Yeah, it's a yeah, natural it's like, energy, yeah. and like you could do it with the sauna, and you can kind of go to culture. Cause that's kind of what we I do too. You know what I mean? We have the sauna for like 20 minutes, and you get in the you, you literally get in the cold tub, and you go all the way uh, head under, and then come out, and you probably stay to like your neck, go for like about a minute 30, then get out, go hit the sauna again, then you finish with it exactly what I told you, and dude, natural energy. And if you're See? into that stuff, which Chase is, Chase is. Yeah, he knows no what's doubt. up. You yeah. know what I mean? He knows what's up. Yeah. You get a natural flow. You're not sluggish for the day. It's like kind of like, like a go, natural coffee. I feel like you'd want it to go the other way. You'd want to go to the cold into the warm, but it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, opposite. No, it's the opposite. Shot yeah. out of a cannon at the yeah. end is what you're and, hoping, and it does, like, for. It's amazing how quickly your body adjusts to it. Like the initial shock wears off, and then you're kind of like sitting there in your thoughts, and you get you do. You get like this. When you walk out, you get this kind of a little bit of an energy buzz going. For sure. How's Coach Tarver doing? I know his bag has got to get the neck. He's, he's yeah, working Tar through that and all that stuff. I know, I know he's been a little bummed. Tarver's been a little bummed because he can't throw the ball to the linebackers. Oh, so in our drills and what stuff. happened? What's wrong with the neck so bad yeah, he, he can't it, sling it? He had a – something pretty bad happened to his neck where he had to really yeah, get it kind of worked on. Yeah. I haven't even figured out the whole full story, but I know that he had a little neck injury. Yeah, but he's working tough, out, I think. He's tough as nails, though. You know oh, what I mean? He's yeah. out there. He'll, he'll still be pointing things around, throwing the ball, and – I don't know if he's cleared to throw the ball, but he's throwing the ball already. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy. He's fired up. How how hungry is this team? I mean, a yeah. couple of years ago, you guys, you know, you, you go to Pittsburgh, win a playoff game. You're a stop from going to the AFC championship game, winning down in Kansas City. Last year, disappointing, obviously, from, from all points. But you, you've tasted it, and you know what it takes to get there and get to the precipice of it. Do you feel that? In the in the room, does it feel in the building? Does it feel like we know what we're capable of? We know what it takes to get there. Now it's just applying it. They messed up by giving us a little taste, right? Yeah. Because now that we know what it what it feels like, kind of like what you're saying, we want it, and we, we that's what we want. That's what we can we're capable of doing. And so last year, obviously, was was bad for everybody. Everyone's fired up for greatness, right around here. So to have that last year coming into this year, everyone is fired up to get back on on track you know what we did two years ago because we got a taste of it we know we're excited for that we know what we can do and so this year we'll build on it and get back to that stage because we, we we know we're capable we have the guys we have the coaching staff we have everybody in the building who's behind us you got everybody you know so we just can't wait man mm -hmm. obviously we could talk we could talk all day yeah, you know yeah. I mean? sure sure but it's about putting the work so back to the work that's really what it is but we're excited
We're living large having you here. It's great to see you again. Thanks yes. for stopping by, buddy. What a treat. Appreciate you guys for having me. Seriously. Great hair. Great human. Just tough as nails and an absolute asset to this organization. And I'm excited to see Sione this year and to think about him and AWOC and JOK, who we heard from earlier, and Jacob Phillips. This is a special opportunity for that mid-level of our defense. We know you got Miles and Clowney up front. We got guys competing, Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai. And you're talking about Taven Bryan brought in the former first-round pick and Perrion Winfrey and Sheldon Day battling it out in the middle of the defense for playing time and to be on this roster and make plays a consequence. But you think about the solidity in that middle level and then the greatness on the back end. This has a chance to be a very special defense. Now, the Browns want to be special on offense. They want to address that passing game. So they go out and they get Deshaun Watson. They bring in Amari Cooper. They draft David Bell. Last year's third-round pick, Anthony Schwartz, started off great against Kansas City. But he's somebody they are counting on take a big leap forward in year two. He has the speed, one of the fastest guys in the NFL, to absolutely take the top off of a defense. The Browns are counting on Anthony Schwartz to be a guy that provides not only chunk plays with the ball in his hands, but clears out room and space for Bell and Ajoku and Cooper to work. Can he? And Donovan Peoples-Jones, he can do that. The Browns are excited. He's had a great start to his offseason. We want to see that continue when we come back for training camp, and you're going to get to hear from the young man himself when we return on this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? It'll feel like a spa, guys. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory-trained installers. Give them a call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Call 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects all made in the United States. Change your bathroom. Outdated, outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate. Keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products and expert installers at the Bath Authority. As we continue with this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, my conversation with wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. Let's have a listen. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. This has been uh, this has been really cool because it's um, when you think about this is a true off season that's being allowed to happen here. Like we haven't two years of pandemic. We haven't had what is traditionally an off season. We've seen the numbers of the guys who are here. They're here in droves. You guys are here in droves. What has it been like to be part of what is, you know, in the old days, a traditional NFL off season? I mean, it's been great, you know, especially because this is actually my first true football off season as well. It's mixed with track and college and high school all to this level. So this is, a, it's been like an eye opener, but it's great to have, Pretty much everyone in the building, you know, being able to connect those bonds, being able to build on uh, what we made last year and trying to improve. And we all know we have a lot to improve on. So it's been great seeing everyone, all the guys just being in and pretty much everyone trying to get better. So this, you, you mentioned that, of course, your speed is is the stuff of legend. You've, you've been on a track team every spring except for this one, up until this one. Is that right? Yeah, up until the past year i say <laughs> that you've always been on one let me ask you this when did you know you were fast i say probably like in eighth well I, I already knew i was a little bit fast but i say like in eighth grade is when i knew like oh snap like i can actually can be a little fast and then around 10th grade is when i my track times i dropped down to like 10 threes 10 two 10 threes and that's when i was like damn i am oh, fast. Yeah, really yeah. <laughs> 
I ask because I have, you know, like little, little, I have three little boys and, and they all, when you like one of the things, it's like the big, the worst thing you can say to them is that one of their classmates is faster than them. Now, rest assured, some of them are. Um, but, but one of the things that they constantly, like my youngest boy is constantly, he'll constantly say like, as he's running, it'll be like sonic speed. And then he tries to run even faster. So I'm always curious, like as an athlete, when do you realize you're special? Uh, so for you, it was eighth grade, 10th grade. Then it, at that point, it's got to be just a waterfall, right? Like it starts coming fast and furious in terms of your abilities. It, it transitions onto the football side of things as well. The speed's the speed. Hey, these two things marry pretty nicely. When did you start to dream about this type of life? Well, I've kind of, I've always dreamed of, uh, about the NFL since I was like six or seven. And then of course, growing up, getting to high school, getting those first college offers, that's kind of when it's like, the dream gets you move on to that next step like my like your first your dream is to play in the nfl ultimately but you have to make those steps so getting those deep college offers just now i'm playing at the next level being able to play and then getting into college i say going into even though it was crazy the whole COVID situation going into my junior year i kind of trained like like i was going into the draft pretty much so tra try to train it that way so i can go into my junior year and be able to do what i can and show what i can and showcase myself to the nfl so where that I could come out that next year and get ho hopefully get drafted, which I was able to do, and then now I'm here. When you got here, um, and you 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 see so many familiar. I mean, it's like SEC light out there. There's so many SEC dudes on this roster. We we tend to like, and it makes sense. It's the best conference in America. I think you say that uh, pretty straightforward. It's been that for a while now. Um, what was it like seeing guys that you had competed against, and now you're all wearing the same uniform? It was kind of it was kind of crazy, but also kind of funny. Like going against guys like Greedy Grant, uh, Richard LeCount. Like those are especially LeCount. Like we used to go like back and forth on the field. Did you talk, really talking talking? And now we're just we're on the same team and like we're all supporting each other. And it's like there's no like bad blood between us, which is like the best thing is like you know you hear about stories about like people coming in and like having like kind of grudges, but we came in and kind of we all have a certain we all have a goal. We all want to be good and we all want to win. And so we all came together and it's kind of just like, kind of like banded together kind of almost. It's funny. People up here certainly are well aware of the Iron Bowl. Everybody's aware of the Iron Bowl and what that one means. But I don't know if people up here are aware of how much vitriol there is between Auburn and Georgia too that that is that is it is it's it's the deep south's oldest rivalry i believe is that yeah, yeah. yeah um there's a lot of dislike between those that you people up here unless you look on a map you don't realize how close auburn is to the georgia line and and there's a lot of dislike between those two programs as well yeah it goes really deep like there's some like honestly probably for me i probably hate the georgia more than i hate alabama just because yeah. of just because of i didn't grow up in alabama so that's mainly what what it is but yeah like Going into our our model was every year like you come to Auburn to beat Georgia, beat beat Alabama, and beat LSU. Yeah. And so those are our three rivals, and of course the three teams we play every year. So it's always, of course, it's great going against NFL talent in college, and then now being able to play with those guys, it's like it's kind of funny, but it's also like crazy still it doesn't make it I, i'll be very frank with you it doesn't make a lot of sense um when you think that you have to play those three teams every year and then the expectation is to beat them all because if you think of the most talented teams in college football over the last decade those four are always in the top 10 and those three that are your rivals you're talking about have won the national championships the last couple of years or played for them so it's it's an absurd thing to think that that is just an every year occurrence at a place like auburn 
Yeah, but that's why that's why we that's go, it, that's why though, we right? go there. That's why you go there. That's why you play in the SEC. Yeah, that's it. It's funny. I, you know, Saban did that a lot. I was down there a long, long time ago, and I remember uh, at the time Florida State was a monster program. At that time, Miami was a monster program. But there was always this thing that they could sell in the SEC, and especially when Urban got to Florida, that that this the NFLization of the SEC. Come here, we prepare you. You come here and you go to the league. And a lot of people say we've had Alabama guys in here. Uh, I remember when Mac was on the team. Obviously, we had him on here, and he thought, you know, and this isn't. Uh, it's just different way of doing things that the work that was done at Alabama in terms of the practices and how hard they were, were so much significantly tougher than it is even in the NFL in terms of the meat grinder that the sec is. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd say I'd agree with that, especially, yeah. be, especially because you get into training camp, like not that doesn't get hot here, but and down in the sec country, it gets nineties oh. feeling like hundred degrees just out there going hard, scrimmaging at the scrimmaging at the end of every week. But it's just, as as you do, it's all to prepare you for the season, all to prepare you for the next level. And then, of course, those four teams, they all have a pedigree of sending guys to the NFL. And it's just it's kind of that's why you go to those teams. You want to play the best, you want to beat the best, and then you want to go to play with the best. Well, you are uh, among the best now when you're at this level. And, and, and that rookie season for you, what was it like for you? Uh, burst on the scene in the opener. Um, and, and then as the season went along, at what point did you feel totally comfortable? At what point did you feel like, I mean, I'm sure ultimate confidence, I got this. But at the same time, it's a big transition to go from where you were to what, what last year was. So I'd say in terms of, like, confidence-wise, in terms of, like, the playbook and everything, I felt by week one I was pretty confident. Then I felt like I got a good game week one. Of course, there were some things I wanted to chop up, but it's just kind of from week two one I was dealing with, like, many, like, nagging injuries and, like, just things that, like, I'd never dealt with before. And pretty much every week was kind of a battle for me. Just uh, my goal was ended up instead of being my goal to like contribute and win for the team, my goal was to just make it to Sunday so I can play. And I think that's what kind of had my season go as like a roller coaster up and down. But this year, I'm definitely looking way different. I'm hoping to be being proactive and staying healthy and helping the team win. You pro, you possess the skill set that this team desperately needs. I think we can all look at it and go. Okay, and you got you got Amari, you you got some some bigger bodied guys on the outside. Bell comes in, looks awfully impressive, but we need a dude to get deep. Uh, that's why you were drafted. That's the type of skill set that you have. Um, you you'll also will often hear that the biggest jump in a professional football player's career is between his first year and his second. Do you feel that happening for you as you're in the middle of it? I definitely feel it happening, especially from where I from where I even started this offseason, from where I ended last season. I felt so much better whether that's because I'm more comfortable with the playbook or just because I just feel more confident and, like, showing that I can belong. And I think, like, especially going to now, like, I'm going out on the 7-on-7 seven seven going against Denzel Ward, who's a pro bowler, Greg Newsom, who will, who I'd say is a – He will be. <laughs> he, he will be. Greedy Williams, who's a great corner. Just going against those guys and just being able to compete in, like, sometimes beating on, like, going back and forth with them. Like, one play I win, one play they win. It's just, like – even just building some more and more confidence. And I feel, I definitely feel that jump coming. Yeah. you can, It's funny watching you guys out here uh, in OTAs and, and just seeing how it, sometimes I, I find myself just marveling at the sheer amount of talent um, in the receiving core. And the, the secondary to your point is it sneakily got loaded. I don't know that anybody, we know how good Greg Newsom is. I think everyone's going to find out this year, how good he is, but a healthy greedy too, uh, fully healthy, oh, no yeah. harness, like him being what he can be. So in terms of the iron sharpen irons approach, you're getting that out there. Yeah, for sure. Like those guys, they push us everywhere and we push them all the time. And it's just 
again, it's great going against those guys. Like every every rep, you're going against a great player, and it's just building and building and building. The goal is to where if I if I can get to the point where if I can beat Denzel consistently, that means I could be almost anyone consistently. Yeah. Denzel's, I say, top three corner in this league. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think you probably have that right. What's it been like uh, with Deshaun, uh, and and as you guys are in this install process and uh, starting to to kind of put in the the groundwork for what this offense is going to be. Um, how has he acclimated himself in with the roster? What does the offense look like with him? What is it like just going through things with Deshaun at quarterback? I mean, it's, it's been great with him, so especially as a good down to earth guy. He wants to he wants us to come to him for help, and then I'd say like he's been very proactive like trying to get to know everyone trying to get everyone see what everyone likes see what everyone does then of course the bahamas trip was like a good kind of way that i felt like the whole offense like came together and sure. i think that that's that was big for us and i think that it's gonna sh- it's gonna show once the season starts that what that meant to us do you um so we have we get this week otas and then next week mandatory you got any plans for the it's short that Couple six weeks or whatever in between that and the start of camp, you're gonna get away. You're gonna do a vacation. You gonna do anything? Probably just take like a week off, whether that's staying at home, doing going to theme parks. But yeah, after that week, I'm just gonna get back at it and just hammer these hammer probably four and a half weeks of just improving on getting ready for the season, doing some more speed work so I can unlock that next that next speed level that I know I have, and then just at the end of the day. Catching, 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 being able to catch the ball consistently no matter where it is. You've done Cedar Point, right? Yeah, Cedar, Cedar Point, I've done it probably like four times now. Top three. Steel Vengeance, Maverick, and I'll say Millennium Force. Well, some big names on the show today. John Johnson the third, DPJ, the Chief joined, JOK from the golf outing, Denzel, and, of course, Anthony Schwartz, who I think could be a dude this year by the time all is said and done. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. The next level is next right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland.